This Week in Tech. Now's your chance to get caught up on all that's happening in the technology around Akron and the rest of the world. Now, here's Gene Destro. This week, a new approach to cutting through government red tape through the use of artificial intelligence. But is it a good idea? We'll find out. Lieutenant Governor John Eusted says Ohio is the first state in the country to use artificial intelligence to review government regulations, and they did so because the legislature mandated that for every one new regulation passed, two old ones had to be eliminated. Ohio has 240,000 different regulations. It would take one person reading around the clock 21 weeks just to read them all. It's big, it's onerous. I've likened this to you know, our over 200-year-old state. It's like owning a house for 200 years and nobody ever decluttered it. We have a lot of old regulations, outdated regulations, inconsistent, duplicative regulations that have piled up over the years, and no one human being or team of human beings can make sense of it. How can you ensure that this won't be weeding out regulations that are necessary for the public interest? Well, the AI tool will tee these up, essentially, if you ask it to, to look at, say, water quality. It will look at all aspects of water quality, show you where, say, for example, you take phosphorus level, whether it was an adequate phosphorus level for water quality. Well, you may find that that's regulated three different places, that there are different standards under each regulation, and as a result of that, you would turn that, the, the AI tool would then turn that back over to the regulators, to the people in those agencies, and then they would be charged of rationalizing why it's done that way, whether it could be streamlined, whether it should be regulated in one agency by the same standard. So it's not going to be just a computer tool making these decisions. Human beings will make the decisions about what stays or what goes. The AI tool just simply gives the human beings, the people that work in government, the ability to understand it, to rationalize it, to make sense of it, and to then make their own decisions about what should be regulated, where it should be regulated, and how it should be regulated. Because this is so new and nobody else in the country is doing it yet, we asked CBS News technology consultant Larry Maggot for his perspective. My first reaction is I want a copy of this software so that I can understand government regulations and laws. If anybody's ever read a bill, for example, a congressional bill, they're almost indecipherable. But uh, having said that, in a more serious note, I can easily see how a well-crafted piece of software using pattern matching, artificial intelligence, uh, essentially emulating what a very smart person would do if they were actually to have read through that vast trove of information might uh, decipher is an interesting way to get to the bottom of what these rules are and to look for certainly to look for duplicates. Having said that, uh, I think it's really important that thought go into what are the implications of changing any of these regulations? What are the unintended consequences of getting rid of a rule that probably was put there for some positive reason, but maybe having some negative impacts on certain segments of society. So I think it's a good tool, but I think at the end of the day, there are policy decisions that need to be made and constituencies that need to be consulted. 
uh, not just the businesses that are affected, but consumers that are affected, uh, the environmental impact that might result if some of these rules are taken away, and have a a really educated, thoughtful response rather than a mechanical reaction. You know, we must remove these regulations because we have to. I think they should be removed if they're deemed ineffective or inappropriate or having negative consequences. And again, perhaps consolidated if they duplicate each other or overlap or uh, or contradict each other. Eustace says they're moving into uncharted territory with this new approach. When you lead, you don't know exactly how this is going to turn out. I'm not trying to overpromise things, but I do feel that it will be meaningful and it will help give Ohio a little bit of an advantage in customer service. How are we helping people navigate the rules we expect them to comply with? And this is really consistent with the cry that you hear everywhere you go about onerous regulations. Usually, when you ask people what regulation you're talking about, they have a hard time articulating that. They just know that the process that they have to go through where an average human being can't even understand what's in the revised code, you have to hire an attorney to comply, is not the way this should be. It shouldn't be so complex that when you're a small business owner or something along those lines, that it's so complex and convoluted, you don't even understand what you're supposed to do. And Maggot says he agrees. This is a sensible approach. In other words, using the software as a tool, as an identification tool, but not a decision-making tool. It's similar conceptually to the way social media companies block uh, inappropriate content. They may have software that looks for bullying or uh, nudity or other content that shouldn't be on the service. But at the end of the day, a human being looks at it and says, does this make sense? Is, Is the software making the right recommendation. Because the last thing we want is to turn over our public policy to machines. That starts to get into a dystopian future that I think people of all political persuasions would probably want to avoid. But to advise thoughtful decision makers with the information they need to make appropriate decisions strikes me as sensible. We also talked to Associate Professor Vanya Jurek from the University of Akron, who's an expert in analytics and artificial intelligence. When you think about AI in general, it's usually programmed to do something beneficial, but it does have the risk of developing that destructive method of achieving its goals. And I think it's definitely a a major concern. And I think it takes me back to, I would go back to the conversation of, you know, not necessarily how how did they acquire that or um, it's, it's a great thing that they've acquired. I think it has definitely potential, but have they put the right personnel in the place to actually make sure it succeeds? And there are a lot of concerns that could potentially come up through this. So it's, I think it's wonderful because when you think about AI is really an engine of productivity and economic growth, and I think it will definitely possess that ability to increase the efficiency with which things are done and greatly improve that decision-making process. And I read within that what you sent me, something that they mentioned, you know, we've try doing this over time many different times, but it's never been actually done because it requires a lot of time and it requires a lot of effort. So AI will definitely give the ability to improve that decision making by analyzing large amounts of data that would take months or even years to do, even if that was the person's only job. But in reality, we know that everyone is passed with many different jobs that are added onto their job description. So this always tends to become one of the last things that they worry about. So, but 
I go back to the point, data is complicated from the size of it to the diverse data sources. The beauty of AI is, and the beauty of what they're trying to do, it will automate some of those repetitive learning and discovery through large amounts of data. I was positive that there is a, a partnership with Innovate Ohio that I, I'm assuming they've, they've taught about a lot of these things, but I think it definitely would require me some follow-up questions is how do we ensure the implementation and success of this does happen? And it just goes back to how do we ensure that human inquiry is there to set up the system and ask the right questions? So, I mean, the algorithm, just like it can teach itself how to play chess, it can definitely teach itself what to recommend next, what legislation is needed, which is not, and the models will adapt when new data is given, but how do we ensure the right practices are put in place would be my main question, and I'm not sure I can answer that question right now, so it leaves me with some concern um, and with some at least questions and what's the implementation process. Indeed, Usted tells us there will be multiple layers of review before any regulations are changed. First the AI tool take a shot at it, then the administrative branches will take a shot at it, but then ultimately that will have to go back to the legislature, at least to the joint agency on rule review, and then ultimately some of these things might need statutory changes before you could either do away with or combine a series of regulations. So then there will be the opportunity for public input? Oh, yes. Anytime there's public input on this, no doubt. You don't make any changes like this without having them done in a public meeting. So that's exactly where that will occur. That was Ohio Lieutenant Governor John Eusted. Thanks also to CBS Technology Consultant Larry Maggot and University of Akron Associate Professor Vanya Jurek for their contributions to our conversation today as well. And that's it for now. See you next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Tune in next week for more tech news and find more online at wakr.net.